Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Wildest Podcast. My name is Jandra Sutton, and I'm so glad you're joining me today as we dive into all things personal development. Whether you're listening for the first time or you've been tuning in for a while, we're so grateful to have you here. My goal is to help you get more out of life. I'm not going to lie. I'm super excited about this week's episode because it is our very first listener-requested topic, ditching negative self-talk. This topic was requested by one of my followers on TikTok, and as soon as they commented about it, I knew I didn't want to wait to talk more about it because not only is it something that's incredibly relevant to my own life, it's also one of my favorite topics to talk about. Before we dive in, I do want to add a disclaimer that while this topic does discuss things like mindset and shifting towards a more positive way of thinking, I don't want you to automatically think that means we'll be jumping straight into the deep end with some weird toxic positivity bullshit. You won't hear me say things like just focus on positive feelings because as someone who has struggled with mental health issues like anxiety, depression, and ADHD, I know firsthand that you can't quote unquote think your way out of mental illness. That being said, I do think there are some helpful tools and strategies that I've developed over the years that have helped me in my own struggle with negative self-talk. And while none of them are designed to suddenly cure self-confidence issues, that doesn't mean they can't help. Because here's the thing, negative self-talk is a habit. Sure, sometimes that habit might be aided by something like major depression or ADHD, or in my case, a combination of both, but changing that habit starts with the same thing that all of these personal development topics have in common, and you've heard me say it before, and that's practice. You probably won't end a lifetime of negative self-talk by trying one of these tips once, nor should you expect to do so. You are not a light switch. You can't turn these things on or off at will, so you should never feel bad about something taking a little bit of extra time or effort before you start to see the benefits. This is especially true with something like negative self-talk. Why? Because many of us have been struggling with negative self-talk for most of our lives, sometimes without even realizing it. We see it in the way we view ourselves, not just in our inner dialogue, but in our own actions and the way we treat ourselves as human beings. For me, negative self-talk manifests in several ways. The obvious ones, like berating myself internally every time I make a mistake, hyperfixating on my perceived flaws, and dragging myself over the coals whenever I get a negative comment on social media. But there are also the less than obvious ones, like when I used to talk myself out of applying for a job simply because I didn't fit 100% of the qualifications. So while we tend to view negative self-talk as overt, aka that voice in your head that's constantly criticizing every single thing you do, there are subtle ways that negative self-talk can hold you back without even noticing it. Like I mentioned above, not applying for a job because you're not 100% qualified might not seem like something that negative self-talk is playing a role in, but it totally can be. And the same thing applies for looking in the mirror, for instance. Disregarding the soundtrack playing in your head, whether it's positive or negative, where do your eyes automatically go when you look into the mirror? I don't know about you, but mine jump to my flaws, even when there isn't really a negative voice driving that action. Even when I'm feeling great about myself, or at least feeling neutral about myself, I still fixate on the things that I don't like. And while that's normal, I'm certain most of us do it, it also makes it incredibly hard for me to build a positive relationship with myself when I refuse to even acknowledge the good things about myself. I mean, think about it. How can you cultivate positive self-talk if you won't even look for the positives? So when it comes to ditching negative self-talk once and for all, I think it starts with cultivating self-acceptance. You'll notice I didn't use the word self-love, although I'm a big proponent of learning to love yourself. And that's because for some people who struggle with negative self-talk, self-acceptance is a far more realistic goal. Why? Because not all of us have seen what love or self-love looks like. It's all well and good for someone to say, hey, you should love yourself more. But what if you've never been on the receiving end of true unconditional love? What if you've never seen that modeled in a healthy way before? If you've never experienced love before, jumping straight into self-love is going to be incredibly difficult. 
Sure, it's not impossible, but as kids, it's hard to develop healthy relationships with ourselves and others if we rarely have those things modeled to us, and that makes sense which is why I'm a huge fan of cultivating self-acceptance first, because you don't have to love yourself to accept yourself. Hell, you don't even have to like yourself. You just have to acknowledge who you are unconditionally, both the positives and the negatives, regardless of your function or the perceived value that society tries to place on things like your job, your hobbies, or how much money you have in the bank. If you strip all of that away, you exist and you have worth. You're allowed to take up space. It used to be hard for me to say that to myself, especially when I was struggling with connecting my self-worth with my work. If I wasn't feeling productive, if I wasn't working 24-7, if I wasn't earning a specific amount of money, I struggled to accept that I had value simply because I existed. However, it was really easy for me to say that about others. I could look at my friends and family objectively and say, of course they have value regardless of what they do or don't do, which meant over time, with a lot of practice, I was eventually able to recognize that same value in myself. From there, learning to reduce my negative self-talk meant developing a few useful habits. They didn't always work in every situation, but they weren't meant to work in every situation. It's like I always say, you use a toolbox filled with various tools and resources to build a house, not a magic wand. The same thing is true for personal development. What works one day might not work the next, and that's okay. Swap it out, try something new, and keep expanding that toolbox. Personally, my toolbox for ditching negative self-talk includes things like practicing mindfulness, journaling, and something I like to call countering. Countering is similar to practicing affirmations, which I do recommend if it feels right to you, but instead of going out of your way to say positive things to yourself, which can sometimes feel disingenuous, start by countering the negative things that you're saying to yourself. You might think something like, I feel so fat, I hate what I'm wearing. Instead of letting that thought exist unchallenged, counter it. Respond to it the way you would respond to your closest friend, in a way that is patient and honest without shoving positivity down your own throat. You could say something like, well, remember, fat isn't a feeling. You can't feel fat, and there's nothing actually wrong with being fat. That's a little fat phobic, and I'm trying to work on combating my own internalized fat phobia. So what is it that you're actually feeling? Are you feeling self-conscious in this outfit? Can you change into something that makes you feel more comfortable? I like to treat myself as a little kid in these situations, talking to myself gently as if I was six years old. You wouldn't tell a six-year-old, shut up, idiot, why can't you just like yourself? No, you'd be calm and patient with them as they navigate their complex feelings. If you're experiencing negative self-talk constantly, I would even recommend trying to connect further with your inner child. What are they experiencing? How can you be there for your inner child in ways that you needed when you were younger? What things do you wish someone would have said to you when you were a kid and struggling with things like confidence? It might sound hippy-dippy, but trust me, research shows that being in touch with your inner child can be really healing. Now, there are multiple ways to do this, but I like to use either journaling or meditation to connect more with myself and my inner child. You can use an online journaling prompt. There are plenty to choose from if you Google inner child journaling prompt, or you can try guided meditation to explore that further. For me, I created my own form of pseudo meditation to connect with my inner child, and it's a practice I've shared with many people. Basically, it starts with finding a quiet place to sit. I like to do this with my eyes closed, but you could do it sitting at your desk or even writing these thoughts down on a piece of paper. From there, I imagine splitting myself into two. We've got my logical self and my emotional self, AKA my inner child. As I pretend to inhabit my logical self, I ask a question like, what's going on right now? Again, no judgment, super patient, talking to myself like I'm a six-year-old. Then I give my emotional self room to talk. I share about what I'm feeling and experiencing, and I pretend like my logical self is giving me the kind of support that I've always wanted. 
I make sure to respond as my logical self, asking polite questions here and there, asking things like, how does that feel? Or what do you need? And I'm always sure to validate my emotional self by saying things like, that makes sense. Or I totally understand why you feel that way. That's super frustrating. Over time, this practice has helped me get further in touch with what I'm actually feeling, not just the surface level thoughts that I might be experiencing. And I've learned to be a resource for myself instead of relying heavily on others to cope with my difficult emotions or ignoring them altogether. Another tool that has helped me ditch negative self-talk, I named that version of myself. Whenever I have a super negative thought or a negative day or week, I refer to the less than kind version of myself as Sandra. Over the last year of doing this, of personifying this part of myself, I've been able to identify why Sandra says some of the things that she says, which has helped me to put a stop to it. Through journaling or times of self-reflection, I've learned that Sandra loves her comfort zone and she tends to lash out whenever she's feeling uncomfortable. So when those negative feelings and that negative self-talk begins to emerge, I know to ask myself, okay, Sandra, you've been really negative for the last few days. What's going on? Is something making you uncomfortable? From there, I use the same techniques I mentioned earlier to explore those feelings and address them the way you would a friend. Finally, and one of the most important steps in reducing negative self-talk is practicing mindfulness. As you can probably tell, many of the steps I've shared today require a certain amount of emotional awareness, being able to recognize what's going on and giving myself space to process those things instead of just letting my emotions run rampant and control my life. I'm a very sensitive person and I'll probably always be fairly emotional, but I've learned to use mindfulness, the practice of being conscious and aware of what's going on right now in the present to help me improve my relationship with myself by developing healthier responses to those emotions. Because it's not about eliminating negative thoughts, feelings, and self-talk. Although, okay, yeah, that would be pretty rad. It's about learning how to cope with it. If you want to learn more about ditching negative self-talk, I've shared a few resources in the show notes for this episode on my website. You can head over to janderly.com slash negative self-talk and scroll down to the bottom to see a few of my favorite books, meditation tools, and more. Now that's all we have time for. So thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of the Wildest Podcast. And I hope you enjoyed learning more about how to cope with negative self-talk. If you want to talk more about this subject, feel free to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Janderlee. My DMs are always open and you can join the Wildest community by following us on Instagram at the Wildest Podcast. If you have any ideas or suggestions for upcoming episodes of the podcast, feel free to shoot me a message on social media or send an email to hello at Janderlee.com. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and please leave us a review. We really, really appreciate it. I hope you have a fantastic day and as always, keep working, keep striving, but don't forget to take a break if you need one. Talk soon. What does perfect even mean? Is there even such a thing?